When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. And we are here with another match preview as we re- get ready to welcome Wolverhampton Wanderers to St. James's Park on Saturday afternoon at the crazy time of three o'clock in the afternoon as 10th place Newcastle United take on 9th place Wolves in the Premier League. We're one point behind them and we're going to crack straight into it. But I'm first going to introduce you to Joe and Nickel and we'll start with Joe. How are you doing, Joe? Doing well, mate. Oh, God, when you say 10th place, it doesn't seem that long ago we were still in like the top six, seven, does it? Or at least hanging about yeah. there. Ooh, ooh, Jesus, 10th. But to be fair, it's still really <laughs> tight, isn't it? No, I'm doing well. Um, Obviously, Blackburn, I mean, as, as much as you can argue the game itself had a lot of issues, I mean, being there, you know, it, you know in person, and uh, I think the atmosphere in the first half was actually really good then before people got frustrated and everything. But it was great. It was great. Um, Really, really looking forward to seeing how the lads bounce back from what was a little bit of a, you know, iffy performance on, on Tuesday. I mean, we still got through, uh, but... What can you say? So, no, I'm doing good, mate. Doing good. Looking forward good, good. Now, I'm going to assume that you probably got back um, sooner than all of us because of your location. Yeah, um, no, I can't really complain. I can't, yeah, it took <laughs> just over an hour to get back. Just like, over uh, an hour. Well, bit, I, yeah, ju- just after half 12, I got back from Blackbird. So, I can't right. really complain too much. Well, I, I got back just uh, well, just around about the 2 o'clock mark. Nickel, what time did you get back, mate? Uh, I was I was more towards 3. Um, <sighs> but I had to drop I mean, a couple of I had to drop a couple of mates off and I was also on a ah, McDonald's right. back. So, yeah. Um, God's yeah. work, mate. Yeah, I was there the other night as well, as I said on the reaction, and um, relieved was the word to get through. Mm. Um, but obviously after last night's draw, was it even worth all that stress? <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, we're going to do it. Oh, ye of little thing. You're very optimistic about it. And to be honest, I know, I don't... I'm going to be as it well. Be, it might be the line, to be honest with you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and, try and go down and um, we'll hopefully get a big allocation and we'll give it a right good go. I should not? imagine that we will do, yeah. Um, yeah. Right, so, 
before we crack on with things, boys, we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsor, even. And it's the wonderful guys and gals at Magpin. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Thank you very much for that uh, one, Scott. Oh, look at what he's got there. Look at that. Look at that. That is beautiful. How lovely is that, man? That's, That's all me Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Right, so... Slight change to how we would normally do this. I know Scott normally has a set running order, so I'm going to jump in straight away, and we're going to talk about the last time that we played Wolves. Uh, played them in the reverse fixture earlier this season down at Molyneux back in October, late October, um, and we played them, and it was a 2-2 draw. Uh, Wilson opens the scoring on 22 minutes, followed by an equaliser by Mario Lamina on 36. That's followed by the highlight of the game just before half-time, and it was a debatable foul on Fabian Shea by Huang, which led to a penalty. Uh, VAR decided, after a lengthy review, that it should stand. Uh, Callum Wilson converts that penalty, puts 2-1 up at the break. And then midway through the second half, Huang himself goes from zero to hero by grabbing an equaliser for Wolverhampton Wanderers. And that game ends 2-2. And then, obviously, we have the reverse fixture. Uh, not the reverse fixture, but the last time at St. James's last season. And that was last March, so just shy of a year ago now, um, on a Sunday afternoon. And that was a 2-1 Newcastle United win. Uh, Alexander Izak opened the scoring in the first half, um, converting a Kieran Trippier free kick with a great header. To be honest, we probably should have gone in at half-time a little bit more than 1-0 up. Um, again, Juan comes in to equalise midway through the second half again, 70th minute. And then just a few minutes later, you've got Miguel Amaron and Joe Willock combining to, to get the winner there for Miguel Almiron. Um, the Wolves' record at St. James's Park, if we have a quick look at that, it's all competitions, so I'm including Premier League. We have two Championship slash Division 1 games, and we also have a League Cup tie. It's 11 games in total, and we have five wins, four draws, and two defeats. Last defeat at the hands of Wolves at St. James's was a 2-1 loss all the way back in the 2018-19 season. Jose Perez, just like the last time we played Arsenal before Saturday, with the goal in that game. So, it's quite a strong record at St. James's Park, boys. Do you reckon mm-hmm. we'll continue that going forward? Oh, you know what? I think... I, it's funny, since the turn of the year, of our away and home forms have almost kind of flipped. I don't think we've actually won a game at St. James's since Fulham back on the, what, 6th? Yeah, it's December. And obviously, they were down to 10 men. We're still the better side, but, you know, it's slightly concerning. I mean, when you look at the uh, the way that the draws have come about, obviously, we drew 4-4 against um, Luton, we drew 2-2 against Bournemouth, having to come back in both them fixtures. It's very much unlike the team that we're used to seeing last season. We've, we've banged this doldrum so many times. But having said that, it's... If I'm going to spin that into a positive, it's encouraging to see us come back from those kind of deficits. Um, and, you know, for all that we've conceded a hell of a lot of goals, we've actually been scoring so many as well. I think it's like 16 in the last six games or something. Daft. It's, you know, we are scoring for fun when, when, when we can. Um, the problem is when we play teams again, like the likes of, you know, Blackburn, who 
have that sort of really low line block or really compact in the midfield and don't give our midfield any that time and space to go about. I mean, Longstaff, let's set the better on, on Tuesday. But when you go against some Premier League sides who actually play a bit more expansive football and who are more a bit more confident to attack, I think that's when the opportunities actually arise, you know. So our home form's still really good despite, you know, the, the, the patchy form at times. I think we've got a really good chance. And, you know, we're going to speak about Wolves' injuries in a little bit and the fact that we've got some returning of our own. I think the tide could be changing between the two teams. Um, so I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah. yeah Nigel, you've been looking You've been looking at Wolves. What can you tell us? Yeah, so Wolves um, tend to play with um, three at the back and then two um, wing-backs. So they typically would play 3-4-3 or 3-4-2-1. Um, with Bueno and Semedo as the wing backs, um, they like to get forward, um, and then obviously tuck in when they're when they're out of position. Um, their their key strength is really transitional attacks, so on the break. Um, so we're going to have to watch out for that. Um, not not leave ourselves too exposed. Um, they've got a, a bit of pace up front as well with Neto. Um, Cunha's injured um, which is obviously a positive for us and we'll get on to their injuries but um, yeah they're, they're very versatile um, sort of team I would describe them as they've got a lot of players who can play in different positions um, and they've got some dangerous players at the the, the front end of the pitch um, which can hurt us so we're going to have to be wary and um, I think to be honest I, we're going to we'll obviously get on to predictions as well but I, I can see them them getting some goals as well um, but I can also see your scoring as well. So might be another high scorer. Yeah, I think, you know, you've mentioned there about their transitional strength in attack. And again, as Joe mentioned, we, we tend to struggle against the low block and we probably will see some of that on Saturday. And again, that's probably going to pose as a threat and we will have to be very careful not to overcommit, which we have been guilty of doing in recent games. You only have to go back as far as Nottingham Forest away when, you know, one of their goals directly came from the fact that the, the three midfielders had all pushed up and left that space and exposing the, the lads playing at the back. Um, and, you know, again, we've had a few more days since that Blackburn game to, to iron out a few of the kinks in Warama. It, it's going to take, a, you know, it's a, there's a lot of pressure riding on this game because we have a couple of games now in, in this one against Wolves and then the next one away at Chelsea where we're playing these teams around us and we're just a point behind Wolves at the minute as things stand. And we're two points ahead of, of Chelsea. And again, you know, there's five teams now in this little bracket in the middle of the table from seventh place Brighton down to Chelsea in 11th. We're all very closely knitted together at the moment. And if results can go our way at the weekend, we can end up top of that pile again, back in seventh place ahead of both Brighton and West Ham. So we've mentioned there, we've sort of hinted that Cunha is going to be out injured. Do we have any other injuries to be worried about or pleased about even from Wolves? Yeah. Well, yeah, we do, don't we? Well, I mean, to be fair, the only t- I think the only two of note are Huang and, and Cunha. And lo and behold, they're by far the two top goal scorers for Wolves. <laughs> 11 yeah. goals each. Um, and below that, I think you've got, is it Lamina on like five? So, yeah, yeah that's right. So, in effect, you've essentially got the two top goal scorers Almost certainly out. I think so. Huang went off against Brighton midweek, and apparently the quote is that they would be absolutely amazed if he if he made Saturday. So I think I think it's probably safe to say that he's not going to make the game. Um, so in terms of you know how that stifles their play, it's great for us. Um, that's not to say that they're not going to be without their 
um, threat, obviously. You know, you've got uh, what their, what was it called? Sarabia. He scored a couple. He seems to be really good getting those spaces between the defenders. And it's something that we've kind of looked at with Botman and share about how they can sometimes switch off and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, allow that gap in between. So we've got to be careful there. Neto, I mean, he's been in the Premier League for, for a little bit now. We know what he's like. He's a dangerous player. So they've got pace. They've got um, plenty of midfield. I mean, the, the the way that they pack the midfield and it's like, what, like three, like a 3-5-2 or um, a 3-4-2-1 yeah, that they play typically. Yeah. So, so yeah, so they, they do pack the bodies in midfield and you've got to be careful of that. But I think with them two out, you've got to fancy us to maybe not keep a clean sheet because we're leaking goals for fun, <laughs> to reduce the deficit as much as possible and hopefully do the Kevin Keegan approach of you score three, we'll score four. Yeah. I don't think my heart will be able to take that man, Joe, are we? All right, well, uh, that's not necessarily what I think is going to happen, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I think... As I long think as we win. Yeah, I think Neto will be their, their danger man and mm. main threat. Um, I think he's one of them who um, the top teams are perhaps looking at this summer. Um He's one of them that's sort of the best player in, in a team that's sort of mid to low table. Um mm-hmm. kind of like um Maxi was under under Bruce for us and Zahara Palace. Um so yeah, I think he's gonna be the main threat and one we're gonna to have to try and keep quiet the most. Absolutely. So we'll move on from Wolverhampton Wanderers and we'll move into Newcastle United and We'll start, actually, I would like to start on this one with injuries because at the moment we're actually in quite a, a good position where we aren't necessarily losing anybody to injury. Sven Botman, as we are alluded to by Eddie Howe, was rested against Blackburn on Tuesday night, so we can totally expect him to come back into the starting lineup on Saturday. We haven't got, like I say, we haven't got any new additions to the list, so you've still got your long-term injuries there. You've got your Joe Lintons who are out. Um and the like, and obviously now we've got Emil Kraft, who's now back in the four completely. Uh, Joe Willock is ever getting ever so close to being able to get more than an hour out of in these games. This is again another exactly another step on his road to recovery on on Saturday. And the surprising inclusion on on Tuesday night down at Ewood Park was that of yeah. Elliot Anderson. Oh who man, it was returned so nice, the wasn't it? And as much as he came on right at the end, and he didn't really have a touch of the ball until he, he had his penalty. Again, it just gives that extra bit of confidence to the reinforcements that we'll now have in the middle of the pitch. And to be honest, it's one thing that we're desperate in need of, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on, Nickel. Do you want to take this one? I was just going to say it was good to look at our bench on on, on, on Tuesday night and see some sort of first-team regulars in there. You know, mm-hmm. ones that can, can rotate and do a similar job as what the, the eleven, the starting eleven, can do. So, yeah, it's, it's really good to be getting these players back and hopefully Eddie can... Um, do some more rotating now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think because Eddie Howard says they brought Anderson along basically thinking, well, it, we'll use him if we have to, like give him 10 minutes if we have to. And it shows a lot of courage and a lot of balls from Eddie Howard to turn around and say, I'm going to put you on for the last five minutes for a penalty. I get it completely. You know, you don't want to put that much weight on Miley shoulders, who's like 17 years old. Like, that's a lot. But yeah. It, you know, it goes for for you know for Anderson, who's been out of the fold for. I mean, when did he get injured? It was before Ooh. the Champions League games, I'm sure. So I don't think yeah, I don't a think long time ago. A, I don't think he even had a Champions League campaign, unfortunately. So he's been out for a long time, and for his effectively his first few kicks of a ball to be to you know help send us through the FA Cup. Yeah, fair, he's, fair, that, fair. he's got that sharpness. 
Oh, 100%. But, you know, yeah. when you look at the likes of the midfield, I think one of the big uh, what criticisms, if you like, is that the three that we've been playing for a while, Bruno, Miley and Longstaff, whilst they all have the good individual traits, they aren't quite gelling as a, as a midfield three in that system. But you, you throw the likes of a Willick in, who is driving at the ball, who's that, you know, really direct player, and has some quality finishing him as well. Obviously, we saw against Arsenal, and you know what, you know what it looks like. But yeah. you have him, and then you have like Anderson too, who, you know, although, you know, he's not been obviously like a prolific goal scorer for us. I, I, I think has he got one for us? Or yeah, one. I think yeah, has he got one? Yeah. yeah, but but still, he still poses a massive attacking threat, and I don't think that we've actually seen the better. Much like Tenali, actually, if obviously for different reasons we've not seen them, but much like Tenali. Where I think we're going to, I think we're seeing hopefully a almost a completely different player to what we saw last season. He was good last season, don't get me wrong, but he's bulked up a lot. I think that you yeah, know, time under his belt and Eddie Howe. Hopefully, we can see more of an attacking threat for him and get that difference in midfield that we've been so desperately after since Joe Linton got injured. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say with getting these sort of more attack-minded midfielders back. Maybe the likes of your long staff, Miley and Bruno, will hold back a bit more because obviously a, an issue we've had is that massive gaping hole between defence and midfield. Yeah. Aye. Hopefully, if we get some attacking midfielders back, obviously Bruno can maybe sit a bit more and let them go and do go and do their thing. Although he is brilliant at getting forward as well, so yeah, might be it, a kid. Mm-hmm. Long staff or Miley having to do that. Whoever plays, yeah, we've seen in recent games where Eddie's used Miley as the sitter out of the three. And again, it's mm-hmm. going to come down to the discipline of the midfield as well. Notice straight away from the start on Tuesday night that Kieran Trippier, much like he did in the early stages down at Nottingham Forest, stepped out from right back and slotted in alongside Miley in the, in, in the deep line. No, sorry, not Miley. With Bruno or Longstaff at times in that deep line role and it left us with a back three, which is mm-hmm. another reason why Eddie Howe has preferred to play Dan Byrne, much to the annoyance of a few people in the fan base, but again, because it allows us to exploit the system in a way, it's always been something that Eddie has said is that he plays Dan Byrne because it allows him to develop the system. And it's not necessarily a favoritism thing. It's more of a tactical decision. And again, we saw that early, early doors against Blackburn. So it'd be interesting to see if we try and adapt that and, and, and use that again against Wolves, especially if they're going to, if it's going to be a midfield battle that wins us the game, then it's going to be down to that little bit of a, a tactical I'd like to pose a question, though. I'd like to pose a question that if Tino doesn't start at left-back, can we put the Arsenal game down as just a failed experiment? Because it's quite easy to look at what happened and say he bowed to peer pressure, but I think Eddie, I don't think Howe pays enough attention to that, to the outside sort of noises. Mm -hmm. To warrant that, I'm not saying it was you know necessarily. Not, he might have bowed a little bit, but I genuinely think that he would have played Tino because in that Arsenal game because he thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah, now, obviously we conceded four yeah. and it wasn't great, but is there a chance that be, you know we, we see Tino start on on Saturday because obviously he played it on the weekend. You got Burn playing midweek. It might make sense then to rotate back to Tino and try him against a side that isn't going to press us into our final third. Fingers crossed, by the way. Uh, you know, for 90 minutes of the game. So it'll be interesting because if he doesn't do that and he keeps back to burn, it's just you don't look back at that Arsenal game and think, well, what were you doing there? I think I think um, Dan Burn obviously played the full 120 minutes, didn't he? As well, on yeah. Tuesday. I know we've had a bit of a gap 
But uh, Tino, you come on for like half, half an hour, wasn't it? Did he play the extra time? Yeah, he, much, yes, yeah. he does. Uh, yeah. So that that might come into it, but um, I think to be honest, I don't think Eddie, I don't think Eddie's on Twitter every night looking at what uh, what everyone's <laughs> saying. So uh, I think it would just be a tactical decision more. We we know what what he's like. He's very meticulous in in how he picks his teams, um, and we'll have to back whatever decision he goes with. But um, I think maybe. Tino's got a chance because of, of Neto being their danger man. Yeah. It's it's a very important thing that we've mentioned there as well about it being the fact that we played when oh, we played through 120 minutes mm. of the game on Tuesday and then a penalty shootout. So that old mm. friend of ours from back in December, Fatigue, is, is making a, a little bit of a, a, a reoccurrence from the yeah, from over the then, shoulder there. And, and yeah, the schedule play on the Wednesday. Yeah, so that's you know, the, true. the schedule the schedule's nowhere near as bad as it was in December. But again, it's going to come down to certainly I think, like Nickel said, in, in the case of Dan Byrne, I think that could well, you know, yeah, make the decision a... to, to start mm. Tino at left back would be because of that. Um and again, you know, Joe Willett came off fairly early in the game, so he's a contender to start again against Wolves on Saturday. Um Miguel Almiron came on as a sub, so he's a potential starter. He was brilliant, by the way, on Tuesday when he oh, came when on. He came oh, fantastic, on. Oh, yeah. mate. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was so fast. Yeah, it was obviously a predetermined thing to do 60 minutes in Isaac and Willick, wasn't it? Because they came yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um I think one of the things that Al Miggy really sort of excelled with on Tuesday was the fact that he was able to cut inside quite early on. As in mm-hmm. what I mean by that is as soon as he got in their half, there were times where he was able to cut inside and he wasn't really challenged. So he was able to yeah. just drive into the middle of the park, pretty much get central and then he'd get a shot off or, you know, or, or, or pass it along. He's not going to get the same uh, luxury, so, you know, against a Premier League side, but no, he was fantastic. Like, and he definitely warrants starting on Saturday. Yeah, he changed the game a bit on Tuesday, I thought, really. He, he came on with like a bit of a point to prove, it felt like, the yeah. way he came Yeah. Through. So... So before before we get into the old bread and butter of mine that is ref watch, we're going to just quickly talk about a potential lineup uh, on on Saturday. So I think we can all agree that it'll be Dubravka back in between the sticks at the back. Yeah. Um, we've already discussed that the, the hot topic of the defence is probably going to be Dan Byrne or no Dan Byrne. Um, Trippier at right back, Fabian Shea back in alongside his usual partner of Sven Botman, um, and then obviously we've mentioned that pinch point already is it Dan Burner is it Tino for me you know given the 120 minutes on on Tuesday night for me I think it might actually be Tino I think he might actually start Tino like he did against Arsenal I agree um, the midfield three we can now not we now don't have to say will pick itself because it doesn't we now <laughs> have the potential of Joe Willock being available to, to start the game which I think is going to be what happens um, in my opinion I think he will start the game so Again, is it going to be which which of the two out of Miley and, and Longstaff does he play instead of? Is is the question because you've got no doubt that Bruno would start. Yeah, I think it would be Longstaff again, but I'm not sure. That, I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure that he he wasn't very good on Tuesday night. Let's be, I mean, not not he, of them, them amazing, but no, Bruno, Bruno was probably the best midfielder on the, on Tuesday. He, and, he did the role of three three men on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Longstaff. Really Longstaff wasn't wasn't great on on Tuesday night, so but I still think it would be him in the middle. The, yeah. the one thing I saw coming out of the game on Tuesday was, um, and it was a really 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 good comment about Bruno was press resistance, and he Blackburn really struggled to get the ball off him. They put him yeah. under pressure, and he still kept possession, or he was able mm. to 
pass it off to somebody else without losing the, the he, ball. He was, so he was head and shoulders above. Like, yeah, on, he was, you could see the quality he has is like. The, yeah. he was, there must they have were, been. They were coming to him, and he was just putting it on there and going, "No, yeah, yeah. yeah. There yeah. must have been three or four times where I thought to myself, "Just pass the ball, release, release, release," and he was just holding on, but then ended up working out. You know, yeah. and I, yeah. I swear he was on. I swear he ended up getting like on the deck about two or three times, and he still kept the ball. So he's yeah. unreal, man. Yeah. I love him. G- g- given how loose <laughs> some of the midfield and also the defense were with the ball, like they were quite loose with the passing. Some of the passing was really badly off. On, mm. on Saturday and again another thing that we were guilty of was just not moving the ball quick enough and again did you attribute that to Bruno holding on to it for too long well as you said Joe it, it worked out in the, in the right in the end um, that he did that mm. um, and then if we go out of midfield we've got to think about the front three now um, Gordon played the full lot on Tuesday he, he went through the yeah. entire game so is he going to be I mean, he's got a goal, so he's probably going to be wanting to, you know, he'd be gunning to play it, on Saturday. He'll, he'll, you know he'll what? Play, he'll play again. He'll play again. He's like he's he's, he's already wrapped up but... appearances. He'll play again. Yeah. Yo. Thing is, right? I'd I'd probably bet on him starting, but at the same time, yeah, 120 minutes, and he had to play a mix of wing and up front as well. Yeah. You've got Barnes, you've got Miggy, who didn't play too much, and you've got Isak. That front three is still decent, and I wouldn't be surprised if he thinks, you know what, Gordon, you've basically played like. 10 years worth of football in the last <laughs> few months. Just, I'll, I, you can come on after 60 minutes, but maybe, you know, seeing how the game goes, I wouldn't be surprised if he feels that Barnes is now fit enough in, in Willick, sorry, and, uh, well, actually Willick oh. myself, but uh, Barnes, uh, yeah, Almiron and then Isak are, are fit enough to play at least the first sort of 60, 65 minutes as a front three. And actually, you know what? That wouldn't be a bad, that wouldn't be a bad experiment to do because we're not really seeing too much of that. You got yeah. Miggy, who's a bit, a bit more of an inverted winger. Barnes on the left, who's a bit more direct and can put a cross in. See what happens. I yeah, mean, I, I don't know what you two thought of Barnes on Tuesday, but he looked a bit hesitant, like to. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. I don't know if it's maybe something with his injury in his in his, in his head. He's not, but he just seemed to be like stopping, getting to a point, then stopping, and then passing it sideways, and instead yeah. of. He normally goes for one twos, really. That's his game, isn't it? To get in the box. Yeah, he I, just don't, mean, I don't think he had that support in midfield though, like no. a lot of the time. No, he had Boy um, making the runs to help him. When he That's first cool. came on, he was relying on Dan Byrne to be that one to pin the one oh, two off, and it just yeah, wasn't happening because wasn't. he was yeah. he wasn't really getting fed much at all. Um, yeah. And again, like you say, he didn't really have that man coming over from the midfield to, to yeah. give him that extra little bit of support to to do He's the one two. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we we can it was see a real we we see that he scores goals. He's got goals in him because he's already done it a couple of times this season already. Either side of this injury layoff as well. Um, so there you go. That's our we sort of stumbled our way through getting an, an eleven out there. You can leave a comment and let us know if you agree or you don't. Um, and what would you do? How would you line up against Wolverhampton Wanderers on Saturday? Please let us know. And as we do that, we'll move on to uh, my bread and butter on this one. It's ref watch. Mm. Um, so referee for this game was appointed or it was announced on on Tuesday as we were going down to Blackburn. And referee for this one will be Tim Robinson. And it's his third game of this season involving Newcastle United. This is following on from the 4-0 win at home to Crystal Palace and the very sad 3-0 defeat at Everton, which I know Joe was at. Oh, bloody hell. You just had to remind me of that, didn't you? (laughs) Well, you know. Um, Well, what are you going to do? Can't win them all. That's it. And and a couple of interesting things to notice about uh, Mr. Robinson himself is his first ever Premier League game was a Newcastle United game. 
unfortunately for us, we lost that one one nil at Burnley. Um, that was way back in December 2019. That would have been, I think I may have been at that one, and it would have been on a Monday night in the cold in Burnley, in the wet. Lovely. Yeah, as as standard for Burnley. See the trauma in your eyes, mate. Oh, honestly. <laughs> um, and another one, another thing that I found was I'm going to take it all the way back to the other time that Wolves won at St James's Park back in the Championship in 2016, and the referee in that game was Tim Robinson, and. Ooh. Why does that? Why why have I picked that game out in particular? It's not because it was the only other time Wolves have won at St James's Park. It's because it's how do I how do I do this without causing uproar? Just say it. It's the it's the couscous nonce episode with John Joe Shelby. Oh my god! That was the game. It was that game when all that kicked off. With was it who was it he called it again? I'm trying to think who he was referring to at the time. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's the other that's the other thing that I found when I was looking up this man. Um, anyway, so his Premier League record for the season. He's had 16 games so far. That's joint third most games out of I think the top five officials. I think have all played a minimum of 16. So he's in there. Um, no red cards so far this season. However, when you think about this one, 16 games, 75 yellow cards in Excuse me. games. 75 yellow cards. Have you, have you already done the quick maths here? I think it How happened somewhere around game? about four. A minimum of That is 4.69. So, mm. Okay, bro, you better... You, not yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh no! I swear, like every time someone asks, "Oh, how many games has Bruno got before this thing lifts?" I swear, every single week for the past two months, I've heard, "Oh, he's got eight games left." Yeah, it's like it's never going to end, is it? It's still like eight games end. or something, isn't it? But uh, yeah, so that's our man in the middle on Saturday. That's Tim Robinson. Um, Aye, can't do any sort of unfortunate circumstance where he can't take up his position. I don't really know who the fourth official is, so we'll find out who that is on Saturday. Um, right, so. I think it's probably time that we got ourselves some predictions in place, eh? Um, okay. I'm hosting, so I don't have to go first this time. Nickel, how are you? Let's have your prediction right. for Zabba. Right. Um, carrying on from Joe's positivity about Man City away in the cup, we're going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, I'm going to go. We're we're gonna we're gonna win this one three one. Three. Um, do you want to? I was going to say, do you want yeah. to give us a goal scorer or three? Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll give you. Um, I think I think with it being. Um, a long time since we've won at home. I think Eddie and the lads will know that this is a big, a big game, and I wouldn't say there's there's pressure on them, but there's little bubblings of mm. uh, some some frustration. There definitely wasn't any end on Tuesday, um, so hopefully they come out the traps fast. And um, goal scorers, Isaac will get two, and I think Joe Willock will get one. That'd be nice. Uh, That'd be lovely. And then for them, I'm going to go a random one, Mario Lamina, to get their goal. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. Joe, same, absolutely same. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> going to say I was actually, I, I was going to say th- no. I'll, no, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll I'll go something different just to be you know just so I'm not completely <laughs> repeating myself. But I was going to say something like three two, but seeing the disparity in the the two goal scorers like how you know how much they've got compared to the rest and they're both out you struggle to see where Wolves are really going to get those finishes from Huang you know Huang was has been great against us and 
it's a blessing if it, from a, you know from just purely from a, a tactical point of view that he's not been playing against us. Uh, so I, I think that you know they the might get one. Obviously, you know, like we say, we, we, we can see him for fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think th- I think three one. Uh, and you know, we have a lot of attacking players coming back and getting fit. So I'm gonna say, oh god, okay, I'm gonna say Miggy gets. I'm gonna say Miggy gets two. I'm gonna say Miggy gets oh. two. Oh, because okay. now say I'll tell you why. <laughs> yes, and I'll tell you why. It's because I've been watching uh, watching some of the highlights of some of their games recently. In their left centre back, Totti, I think his name is Totti Gomez. He's rapid. He's good, and he looks like he recovers quite well. But he's a he does lose his man quite a bit, and he and he can be like quite slow on the turn. But when he gets going, he's got some pace. But mm. I think Miggy could thrive on that if uh, if if we're good about it and we're quick. So I reckon Miggy gets two and Barnes. I reckon Barnes will get one. So, very good. Oh, the lads, let's do it. Let's get back to winning ways. Well, I'm going to be ever so slightly more reserved. Um, and you know what it is? Up until this afternoon, when we were having a discussion and we found out who was injured for Wolves, I actually thought it was going to be a 1 1. However, however, mm-hmm. we're going to go positive. I'm going to say 2 1 to, to Newcastle. Um, as you boys have both said, it's nailed on that we'll concede a goal because we're just not solid at the back at the moment so I think that um, probably Neto will get one for Wolves um, and for us I'm going to say I'd say Alexander Isaac to get one and second one Joe Willock Joe Willock to get on the score sheet as well it'd be nice to see him get, get back on the scoring path as well it'd be great to see um, right then I think that's probably about it has anybody got anything else to add before we wrap up um, I just think that we look at the rest of the season going forward, and I think when people when we got Man City away in the cup, everyone's like, "Ah, season's over, just can it now." Even I said it in the chat at one point jokingly, mm. but you know, I think there's still so much to play for, and this mini league that you've been talking about, it keeps things interesting. We're still very much in the hunt for even top six is still possible. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, was it now seven? seven points to, uh, yeah. to Man United and to be fair they do show some form so I think sick there's probably a bit of a stretch at this point but you look at Brighton you look at West Ham obviously Wolves Chelsea I'm still surprised I am surprised that Chelsea are still below us but it shows that you know they're still quite patchy we are we have very much got top seven in our hands if if we choose and with the players coming back the options that we've now got but in midfield as well as up front yeah. what a hell of a chance and you know FA Cup as well. Magic at the Cup, anything can happen. Let's get the pause night mm-hmm. going in the away end. Yeah, you know, who knows? Back. We'll see. <laughs> Roll it well, back, you know, yeah. you just mentioned it there. You know, we've got this one against Wolves now and then we've got the one against Chelsea. We really do have to... I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on it, but we do really need to be winning these games against the teams Certainly. around us just to give ourselves that advantage and some distance as well. I mean, yeah. you imagine if we go into next week against Chelsea, what instead of maybe being a point behind them, worst case scenario, or level on points with them at that at that stage to be in what five points ahead of them. You know, it's a huge difference at this stage of the season. And you know that I think we can all agree that there's definitely a few more twists and turns to come before we get to the end of the season in May. Um but for me, we just gotta keep on pushing. The season isn't over, regardless of what happens. If we go out of the FA Cup it's not season over because we still have that European place to fight for. We're still in the mix. We've still got to play all of the teams that are in this little mini group 
before the season finishes. You know, you know, we got Wolves, Chelsea, and then the one after that because the FA Cup rearrangement is West Ham. So the next three games in the Premier League are all against these teams that are in and around us. So it's very important that we can start picking up these points. Um, and with that, I think it's time we cracked on and we let people go and enjoy the build up for the match. And become a member. May, uh, of course, yes. How can I forget? Become that? a member. Go get in a telegram group. Get, get, get your membership sorted, right? That's for a start. Get in the Telegram group because it's great crack. Um, yeah, we've got loads of stuff going on. I mean, we've got like members only um, videos, obviously, like I say, the Telegram group. And so if you get early access, you get all this stuff. So if you love listening to us chat a bunch of crap, then uh, please subscribe. And, and how, how, much, how much is that going to cost for Joe? Literally $2.99 a month, Daryl. I'm glad you asked. Hey, good it's value, isn't it? Pennies. Great value. What you get. And let's not also forget if you want to like and subscribe you can like the video downstairs there there's a little notification bell as well so you can get all the notifications when we go live and uh yeah subscribe to the channel get all those likes and get us into the feeds of other newcastle fans and also into wolverhampton fans if there's any wolverhampton fans watching this one why share it please with you let mate. us know please let us know if we missed anything is there anything else we should have been thinking about when we've you know been talking about your team Love to hear it all the time. Any any sort of feedback we can get is always taken on board. I think people who maybe have watched the Arsenal preview and then watched this one might be happy that mm-hmm. it, it has sort of changed a little bit. We'll see. But uh, yeah, and we'll see you all for the next one. I'm sure there'll be a live reaction going on at some point from the game at the weekend. And then the lads will be back on Monday night with the Always Smiling Faces podcast as well. And yeah, from me, from Joe and from Nickel, we shall see you in the next one. See you later. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.